the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. ATL and FTL, a match made in Buckhead. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan, brought to you by Phoenix Roasters, coffee that matters on Faith Talk Atlanta. Hey, on the phone, we've got uh, Dr. Derek Greer, and he's got a brand new book out. It's called When God Stops. It's a really great book. We're going to tell you about it and just few how you can get it. He also uh, is the founding pastor of Grace Church in uh, Dumfries, Virginia, about 5,000 members, and he's got a story to tell. Pastor, how are you? I'm doing terrific. How about you guys? Doing great. Just a little bitty church, huh? 5,000 uh, people there. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet when he gets up and he starts speaking, it's like E.F. Hutton. Everybody stops. Everybody everybody's quiet. Cell phones are off, and they're just listening to that amazing voice. <laughs> right. Dr. Gurr has a book out. It's called uh, When God Stops, Faith That right. Gets God's Attention. Now, this is not your first book, but... Why this topic now? What's the deal? Well, uh, yeah, this is uh, probably my fifth book, but I think it's one of the best books I've ever written. You know, a lot of folks have their cosmology right, their soteriology right, their ontology right, uh, but yet they live with dead and cold theology. Mm. And the purpose of When God Stops is to wake up the hearts of the reader. You know, we have uh, tremendous narratives throughout scriptures, and, uh, you know, because we call them, uh, or we, we call the Bible scripture, sometimes because of, of, of how the book is sacred, uh, we don't really think through um, sometimes the narratives the way uh, I think we should. Um, and with that, my, my goal in When God Stops was simply to bring uh, scripture to life. And, you know, I, we, we appreciate our, our, our right doctrinal understanding of things, and it's really important to get our doctrine correct. It really is. Mm. However, uh, we also have to ask ourselves to be able to answer the question, how does this narrative apply to me? So what I did is I took eight major narratives uh, from the Gospels where people caused Jesus to stop. Uh, one case, the woman with the issue of blood. Uh, Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house. Uh, actually, he was answering her prayer. Jesus paused in the midst of this journey to Jairus' house to address this woman. Actually, he has a long conversation with the lady when you look at the passage uh, more closely. Uh, but uh, we see throughout the Bible there are thousands of people that Jesus ministered to, but there was only a handful of people that caused Jesus to stop. Another example is blind Bartimaeus. Jesus was on the way to, the, to Calvary, actually. He was going to Jerusalem. And, uh, you know, a lesser individual, if, if they were, you know, in Jesus' situation, um, you know, they'd have, you know, what was about to happen to them on their mind, you know, all, all the pain that was ahead of him, and, and perhaps even the unfairness of the event that he was about to face. But on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus stops again, and he stops for this, this blind man named Bartimaeus. Uh, this, this man, uh, you know, um, uh, was an out- outcast in many respects. He was a beggar on the side of the road. 
uh, folks told him actually to, to be quiet and shut up and leave Jesus alone, let him get to where he was going. But this guy insisted. He persevered, and he continued to, to actually, the Bible says, he said, have mercy on me, son of David. And, you know, actually, you know, since he was blind and they didn't have Braille back then, it's amazing how he had a grasp of the Old Testament scriptures. A lot of folks who could read and, and had uh, access to, to, to the great literature um, that, that existed in the Old Testament as well as the scriptures, um, you know, they didn't recognize him as the son of David or the, uh, or the Messiah to come, but this man recognized him, and he cried out to him, and he wouldn't let Jesus pass him by until he stopped. And another example is Zacchaeus. Uh, Zacchaeus was a short man, and there was a crowd, and because of his stature, he could not see Jesus. And I think this is uh, the boat that all of us are in. Um, sometimes the Jesus crowd can discourage us and, and block our view of the Christ. Uh, but Zacchaeus didn't let that trouble him. Uh, the Bible says he ran ahead of the crowd, and actually he climbed up on a tree uh, to get a glimpse of Jesus. And we see in that that often you have to go out on a limb, um, and, and you really have to step out in faith in order to really get a glimpse of Jesus. You've got to get past what people do, what people say, and really try to get a glimpse of Jesus for yourself. And throughout the book, my whole goal is to give people a, a clearer look at this person called Jesus Christ, and uh, also discover, you know, what these uh, ancients did, you know, in the first century to cause Jesus to stop. And since God's the same yesterday, today, and forever, if we apply the same principles, He'll do the same for us today. We're talking to pastor and author uh, Dr. Derek Greer, and uh, let, let's let's learn a little bit about younger Derek Greer. You didn't grow up in church. Uh, and your perception kind of changed of Christianity in college, and and something happened. Tell us, tell us about uh, your your college years and what happened. How God stopped then? Yes, how He definitely stopped for me. Well, um, you know, I, I was uh, a child, really, of the '70s, and integration was new in the United States, and in a lot of the the areas we lived. And I moved about four times as a kid, uh, but uh, I'm from a combination of New York and New Jersey, but most of my years uh, in New York. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of racial tension, and it was kind of us versus them. And uh, with that reality, um, I kind of I came to the conclusion in my young life that. You know, the, the problem with black people is, is really their religion. Um, you know, folks are shouting in church and, uh, uh, you know, getting happy and, and all that, that good stuff, but, uh, you know, uh, circumstances in society seem to, to just only get worse, and um, I attributed it to the faith of, of Christians. Also, you know, back in, I'm sorry, black African-American Christians, back in the times of slavery, you know, we were taught to turn the other cheek uh, while the, the slaveholder who had the same Bible uh, didn't do such. So with that, my view of, of Christianity was, was, was real dim. Uh, when I went to college, I went to Howard University in Washington, D.C., and uh, often, uh, you know, when I came in and out of the student center, now, I, again, I'm not from a Christian family, mm -hmm. so I, I didn't have a Christian lens, and I didn't really understand the faith. But they would stand there preaching that Christianity was the white man's religion, and uh, Islam was the religion of people of color, mm -hmm. true religion for African-Americans. So with that, you know, I, I, I began to embrace that argument. I also read the, the uh, autobiography of Malcolm X, and it really impacted me. Mm -hmm. The short of it was I read the Quran, and uh, I was planning to uh, go to the mosque for the first time. And, um, you know, I was, I was looking for God, and I just didn't know how, how to find him. And someone must have been praying for me in this season, mm -hmm. because while I was in class, um, I don't even remember the, the class, but I just know it was in Frederick Hall. 
Frederick Douglass Hall, and um, I was sitting in class. I started sensing something I didn't quite understand. I, I felt a sense of lostness, uh, a sense of aloneness. Uh, life was good for me, though, on the surface. You know, friends, money in my pocket, girlfriends. I mean, life was good. Um, but I was sitting in class, and um, I, there was just no explanation for what I was feeling. I, I felt separate. I, I felt... Every time I try to explain this, I, I just I, I, I don't have the words mm. to communicate mm. what I felt, but it was ultimately a sense of lostness. Mm. So what I decided was, you know what, I guess I'm having a mental breakdown because everything's good in my life. This makes no sense. I'm not <laughs> from a religious background. Yeah. So uh, I had no mental categories for this. I couldn't say this conviction. Um, you know, I didn't understand how could someone be lost. You know, I knew exactly where I was sitting, the class I was in, and the people I was sitting next to. How am I lost? But... I decided to go back to my dorm, and um, by the time I got back to my dorm room, uh, my roommates had all gone to class, and um, I laid in the bed thinking I'll sleep this off like I did a typical Friday night, you know, and this will go away, and I'll, you know, go back to my afternoon classes. But I find myself moving from the bed to the floor, and I'm just overwhelmed with the fact that I'm separated from purpose, from God, from everything holy, I, I just, I, I have, the words, again, escape me every time I try to explain it. But I just knew I was lost. But as I sat on that floor, I saw a man in a flowing gown, and all he said was, this is it. And immediately I sensed the presence of God. And that's the presence we all experience when we lift our hands to worship Jesus. And um, when he said, this is it, it was as if he was saying, hey, Dude, this is what you've been looking for all your life. Wow. You've really been looking for me, and you, you've just been going down the wrong alleys, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I didn't immediately become a Christian. Um, you know, I was, I was real cranial and cerebral. So for about a year, I read through the Gospels, and as I read the Gospels, I bumped into this guy named Jesus, and um, he was the most remarkable individual I had ever uh, met. And, uh, you know, the way he handled life situations, crises, he spoke to winds and the waves, and they obeyed, and his disciples listened to Pharisees to try to attack him, then he flipped it on its head and, and, and convict them. And, and it, it really wasn't the miracles of Christ as much as the manner and the manhood of Jesus that captured me. And before long, this guy became my hero. Mm. And uh, I wasn't a Christian, and I, I didn't yet believe he was the Son of God. But as time went on, I, I, I began to, to think, you know, this guy, for him to go to a cross, and by the way, the, the toughest part of the Gospels for me to read was the crucifixion, because it made no sense to me. How could this powerful guy, why would this powerful guy submit to such a beating? Hmm. No, I, I think, you know, maybe the apostles are trying to cover something up, because this doesn't make sense. If he had power, he would have stopped that. Hmm. But then, as I began to read it, the light bulb finally went off. Yeah, if he was only a man, he would have stopped that. But the reason he did not stop it, because he was more than a man. Wow. He was, in fact, the Son of God, because only God would react and respond. Only God could restrain his power the way that Jesus did. And uh, then I ended up giving my life to Jesus and the rest is history. Wow, that is so good. Dr. Derek Greer, When God Stops, Faith That Gets God's Attention. You can go to whengodstops.com. Where else can they get the book, Doc? 
Yeah, you can go to Amazon. You can go to our website. And just about every bookstore, um, you know, in the United States has the book. Um, I'm really excited about the testimonies I'm hearing, and I really want folks to dig into God's Word for themselves and uh, take away from these narratives uh, some, some new information that I think will, will help folks live strong and healthy lives. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.